0: What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the CDK and Horatio podcast. We almost uh, episode 30, but we had 29. Yes, man, how you feeling?
1: Hey, man, I'm feeling great, bro. Hey, you just came back from uh, Indianapolis NBA All-Star Game, bro. We got to start with that, with the pod, man. How was that? Uh, what stood out? You was out there looking like a uh, like, like a make-a-wish kid interviewing them <laughs> damn tall-ass 7-foot-1 <seven-foot-one> <laughs> So, look, How was let it me experience, you. bro?
0: Let me tell you about the, how I got there. Right. So um, originally I had to fly into Tennessee because I had an, a, a panel uh, at Tennessee State at 11 a.m. So that means I had to leave Greensboro at three thirty a.m., drive to Charlotte to board my six forty five plane to take off. So I got to Tennessee touched down, Right. And um, we did the panel. We left Tennessee State around two thirty ish, right. So from there, um, I've been up the entire day. And we had to drive what was going to be four hours turned into eight hours. And it started snowing all the way down there as we were driving through Kentucky. So we're slipping and sliding on the road, barely making it, just to get to All-Star Weekend. Because if we would have flew, we would have missed our flight. Well, it would have been canceled. So I would have missed the whole weekend, or I would have missed, like, my portion of what I was getting paid and booked to do. So people just always see the glitz and glamour of going to All-Star Weekend, being with the celebrities, all this other stuff, but... How many people would have went through, and, and then I didn't even mention that as soon as I got to the hotel, I ordered the Uber, showered, and changed while the Uber was on the way to go to another event. Still haven't been asleep yet. What? And how many people mm-hmm. would go through all of that to experience these things and All-Star Weekend and all of that? And, and I'm not even a person of like, I'm just going just to go. I'm going to work. So doing that mm-hmm. and going to work and being up at 9 a.m. the next day to actually go do another full day. So it's a lot that goes into the glitz and the glamour of All Star Weekend, man. I got the chance to go to the dunk contest. Um, I got invited to a lot of private parties, and I went to go see. I went to Juicy's party at Top Golf. A lot of great networking events. Um, Starry, shout out to them. Um, yeah, it was a lot of great networking. But the way of getting there was really the highlight of my weekend, because you know we always talk about the finished product, but not mm-hmm. what it took to get there.
1: Right. I'm glad you talked about that too, because like you said, a lot of people see that and be like, "Yo." I mean, you got it all mapped out, but if you really like, like, would you, we talked about it before, like, would you, um, you know, you got to pay that cost, you know what I'm saying, to, to to actually get in those rooms and to do those things. So I'm glad you, you know what I'm saying, spoke about that. How was the, the dunk contest? I saw you went, like, I heard people say it was pretty boring. <laughs> How was it?
0: Bro, they were booing the hell out of Jalen Brown, bro. Like, bro, like, on TV you could hear it. No, yeah. bro, in there, bro, you could hear it. Like, I to talking about every time they gave him a boo. That was yeah. bad. Like, bro, when he brought Kassadin and Jason Tatum, boo. Yeah. <laughs> they were booing yeah. the hell out of him, bro. It was, but yeah. the overall event was great. But the three-point contest was probably the most interesting. But, like, just the All-Star Weekend all together, man, the stars just don't care no more. And you can just right. see it. Like, in mm-hmm. this year, I feel like you could really, really, really see it. Like, it's just people just walking around. It's like they scrimmaging. And it's like, I understand y'all don't get paid for the All-Star game from what I'm understanding. But still, bro, you're the athletes that are making the 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars a year. The who? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I get it. But, like, I don't get it at the same time. How do you feel about that?
1: I think the whole thing kind of fell out. I actually watched the, the All-Star game, and I forgot that. So I turned it on about halfway through, and I'm like. They don't really care that much. But shout out to the NBA for doing the HBCU game. I watched that um, game. That was pretty good. I don't think I've ever seen HBCUs highlighted like that, specifically in, in that type of round. So I thought that was really good. So shout out to um, the NBA for doing that. It was a lot of stars there, a lot of a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, contributing. And it was well attended. Wallace went to Union. I had no clue about yes. that. <laughs> right. So I had learned a lot of stuff. It, it was great. So I think all in all, um, as the players don't care, they add certain things to make the, the viewers care a lot more and to bring everybody in. So I thought that was mm-hmm. good. But you was there too, right?
0: Yeah, I went to the HBCU game, and that was the highlight of the weekend. Like, for one, it wasn't just – because I was like, bro, we in Indiana. Ain't nobody right. showing up to this. That's what I was thinking in my head. Yo, it was sold out. Like, it was packed right. in there. Like, people, and it was actually HBCU folks. Like, it wasn't just people that was just at the game. And mm-hmm. the, what made it better was people had to actually pay for the game. I thought it was free and people just came because it was free. Nah, yeah. these people pay to go to the game. We were swag surfing. We were singing, can we talk? Like, they made elements to where it wasn't like, oh, let's just do something for black people so black people can show up or feel like they are included. No, they actually right. did their research on having HBCU folks in the culture um, involved into the game. Uh, I saw so many folks, like all the, the people that's older the blogs and the pages, and they didn't even promote it. Like, they just showed them love by them just coming and knowing who the creatives are in the space. Mm-hmm. So really knowing somebody's culture, um, and that's not even just HBC related. That's Black culture or whatever the case may be. When you really do your research and really make sure those folks feel appreciated, people right. are more obligated to show up.
1: Definitely, definitely. How was Indiana too? i would never been to Indianapolis. Um, I don't I think the the, <laughs> the, the the scene in Indiana. I mean, for this, of course, it had to be grand, but normally I don't think it really tends that well to be for uh, all this fanfare of the NBA All Star Game. So,
0: nah. Um,
1: how was that? Just the city.
0: Never hold an All Star weekend there again, <laughs> please. Like it's a lot of bars, bro. But to get from my hotel to like from downtown to the actual um back to my hotel, which I was still like fifteen, maybe twenty minutes away, mm-hmm. Right. An hour and a half of like trying to find an Uber, not even get in. Like right. the the city just isn't built for the 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 cluster of folks that comes in for All Star weekend. And then mm-hmm. it's like the way that people ride around, and people want to be in presidential, even hotel accommodations like. Right. Yo, for two nights, it was like seventeen hundred because they just don't have that much they right. they don't have as many hotels as other places. And then you know, even like with Charlotte, there's still like Gastonia, Matthews is like within mm-hmm. the like 20 minute, 30 minute room to where you can still go over to, to that city. Nah, right. like outside of Indiana, there is nothing else. So there wasn't no other city that you can go to close by to get another hotel. Work.
1: Word. Well, shit, man. Shout out to the NBA um all-star game. Uh, my dad who follows you on. Facebook or some shit like that. He hit me up like, "Yo, why don't you just go with him?" I'm like, "All right, bro, come on. That's not that's not necessarily how." <laughs> he put that. that's talk about social media and perception, bro. It's so crazy. Like my dad hit me like, "Yo, why you ain't go with your boys there?" I'm like, "Let hey, that <laughs> man do his job." All right, all right, let's move on. Um, okay, <laughs> okay. Did you see this thing in Houston? They have 24 hour daycares. No. 24-hour daycare. Now, I've heard of this before for parents who, you know what I'm saying, firefighters, third shift, people who, you know what I'm saying, work at at different times. But people are upset saying that you're not a good parent because you may want to drop your kid off. Now, the way that this is presented, it was on TikTok. It was a lady saying, you know what I'm saying, she's trying to get, um, she's trying to go over her man' house, so she dropped her kid off at this 24-hour daycare. Now, that is irresponsible. (laughs) But let's not act like wealthy moms don't use this all the time all right and i'm tired of of black people being shamed for the things that most people use it's just not in that same way people have literally nannies whole nannies that they don't even see their kids but you talk about you you know you're a bad parent because you drop them off at uh uh, midnight and come pick them up at 6 a.m either way um what's your thoughts on that because i i feel like that's a you know
0: so my mom's a daycare provider, and mm-hmm. on the weekends, she sometimes offers, or depending on what parent it is, she may offer this service for said reason. Now, it, she does kind of ask, like, are you going on a date night? Like, if you're going out to, like, do something, like, work to provide for your family, mm-hmm. of course, uh, I may open my doors and extend the time. I don't just Yeah. I just lie. But no, I'm saying, like, if it's a consistent, though, like, it ain't going to be no mm-hmm. one-off thing. You got to find you're somebody right. else to get, yeah, somebody else to do that. But mm-hmm. if it's if it's to provide for your family or something really going on, yeah. I do feel like to go to your man's house is crazy, but I do feel like if you're celebrating your anniversary or Valentine's Day, something of substance, not just mm-hmm. because you want to get away from your kids. Yeah, like, right. if you want to do that, drop them off at of their aunt's house, their grandma house, something. But that that ain't it.
1: I, Man, I don't feel we like... say that, have you ever met a seven year old? Let me tell you, you want yeah. to get away from them as fast as possible. So I'm not, <laughs> again, we always talk about we can't judge people with kids because we don't have them. But look, I'm just saying that a lot of people utilize daycares and nannies like that. Not like the old-timey, oh, you got to be there, every every cry, every like, man, forget all that, all right? Black people, stop apologizing for leisure time. CDK, I live close to a, a, a golf course, a country club, right? Yeah. You know me, I'm a chameleon. So I put on that, you know, I go over there, I act like I'm supposed to be there. Bro, these, pe- these men, our age, playing golf, 11 a.m., 12 a.m., 2 p.m., not I'm like, bro, black people. We have to stop apologizing for leisure time, bro. Because a lot of people utilize, they make systems, and that's how they make money. And then they just have open time to do whatever. They drop their kids off at the 24 hour daycare. They go golf. <laughs> they literally do nothing in the middle of the day. So we have to get out of that out of that mindset too. Like, well, we got to be there every single time. They're like, man, forget all that, man. It's different ways to do different things.
0: I don't want to sound judgmental. But I was thinking about this and had this conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. What you do in your leisure time may or may not turn me off. Oh. If you are drinking, smoking hookah, going to the bar at 2 o'clock on a Wednesday. And one of my friends, if she heard this, I'm sorry. She posted on her story, I can't believe I'm this drunk right now. It's 2.30 on a Monday while she's getting her feet done. And I'm like, why are you drunk on a Monday at 2.30? And I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm being judgmental. Maybe I'm judgmental, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yo. At some point in time, there, there's bigger things in life than alcohol, and sure. and the, the the nicotine. Like, you know, what I'm saying, I just not, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I, I, is that being judgmental or is that just wanting to be in a different space in life?
1: No, I and I didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily say that the leisure time is to go party and to go like, right. you know, what I'm saying club. But there is, we're in a Western society in America where we do believe in the hustle culture, the grind culture. So I'm saying the opposite of that is to do your hobbies, to do, you know what I'm saying? So that may be a lack of hobbies. Because I, I do think that, especially when you come out of college, your hobbies are to go get fucked up. So <laughs> if you turn your leisure time into going get fucked up, and you're like, oh damn, like, yeah, you'll be drunk at but that's kind of different though. Cause you in the nail salon, they give you drinks. You know what okay. I'm saying? so I, I can understand that. But 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 then again though, like I'm saying, I'm at the golf, they get fucked up at the golf at the at the country club at 11 a.m. So it's like, I I do understand, like, you can't be judging for it, but, hey, man, do your own thing, man. Do your own thing, bro. If you got, if you out there and you want to get, because I'm telling you, there's no right or wrong way to do it. If you want to take your kid to a 24-hour daycare and pick them up three hours out of the day, do your thing. It's like, you may be, yeah, you may be a bad parent, but, hey, (laughs) do your thing. What you got, bro?
0: Did you see uh, that in West Charlotte, there was a classroom, you know, during Black History Month, they decorated the doors. And it was a whites only door and a black only door, right? Mm-hmm. And people were in a frenzy on social media like, I don't know if this is wrong or not or if this is teaching them a lesson, but this is what I said in the comment section that I want your opinion. When you go to a Civil Rights Museum, right? The goal of the museum is to make you as uncomfortable as possible for that hour, hour and 30 minutes so that mm-hmm. you really understand what was going on at that time just for this short period of time we're going to make you so uncomfortable that you're like damn, that hit me, I should do more mm-hmm. research or I should, I should move like this with my life, do you feel that same way I feel like for their age group it's appropriate and it says enough to help them understand what they're, what they're going through at that, at that young age, it's just a door even if they right. put it on the water fountains, it would have been just the water fountain at the time but it's the principle of, of the whole subject at hand, do you feel right. like that's appropriate for
1: school yeah, I, I like it. I really feel like it, see, I feel like we as Americans will try to whitewash history because it's, it sucks. It literally makes you be like people actually thought like this. It's like people are ashamed of it, but it is actually what happened. When I tell you that these things aren't that far off, my grandmother, bro, my grandmother, who I loved and, you know what I'm saying, known my whole, my whole life, she went to a black high school where the high school was predominantly black. That was not that long ago, right? So, when we say like you know these things are bad or it's teaching, but it's like these things that are actually things that actually happen, and they actually teach us that hey, we as a society have progressed this far to where we were looking at people like oh no you need to go to this bathroom this door, but I think that's just white people who feel bad, and, and of course it's a it's terrible, it's a terrible thing to to to, to experience. Have you ever been to the um, African American Museum in DC? Um, at the I haven't. No,
0: I have
1: been to one in DC. It's a tour, and at the end of the tour, it's the it's the Emmett Till. Um, facility or, or I like did a, see it. Yeah,
0: actually, I, I have bro, been to you.
1: That is awful. And literally, like yeah. you said, in that time period, you're like, man, like this is awful, but this is what happened. And so I think hitting our history head on can only help us. You know what I'm saying? It only, it only brings us closer together because it's like, wow, man, people were this divided, you know what I'm saying, at, at a certain time. And I think that if we don't like put that in people's faces, we forget. You literally will forget because it's so. Ask not even think that that was a thing that you will forget. You know what
0: I'm saying? And history so, will, appear, will, will repeat itself. What I saw in the comment section too is, and it bothered me because it was black people saying, we're so stuck in the civil rights era and we should be past that. So many other great things has happened in our culture since then. Yes, true. right? But if you don't teach history, it will repeat itself. They, they've always said that. And this is things that people should know. Like we we shouldn't just erase this and act like it didn't happen because that's what they try to do to us. That's right. what they've been trying to do. So mm. if we hop on the bandwagon of doing what they're trying to do, then it's gonna get to the point where eventually it's gonna repeat itself. People think that we're past that, we've elevated past these stages in life, but you gotta remember before it before it was uh before segregation that was slavery before that was even more other things that happened too. So it's like I think mm-hmm. that we should not try to forget it.
1: Right. And it wasn't that long ago, too. Like, we have to keep saying it. It was not that long. My grandmother went to a black school school. <laughs> That's crazy to think, right? She went to a... Y'all go over there to this high school, and she would tell me that they would get the old... Like, the books that they would get were the old... Were, like, 20 years old from the white school. So they would just get old textbooks, stuff like that. Like, you'd be like, what is this? You know? So I feel like not only should we be teaching it, but we should definitely... We should have the same care that we have when we teach the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. We teach things that are, like, brutal. you be like, this was as brutal, if not worse. Um, okay, bringing it on a light note, CDK. I, I'm the one that, you, that normally brings the podcast down. But here we go. Um, this week of AI. Okay, AI is coming for you, all right? And it's coming for you, horny-ass guys, all right? This week, AI-generated news have leaked of Ruby Rose and the girl, Bobby, the, the white girl who does yeah. the weird interview questions. And this has made me think that nobody is safe. All right. We always talk about AI coming for the jobs, or whatever, but it really can come for your integrity. These women had to get online and say, Hey, that picture is not of me. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it we already had the world of the deep fake and the, the fake voice and the voice cloning. But the fact that you can really put out um, AI generated naked photos of you and people will believe it. People will run with it is crazy. So. I just thought that, that was an interesting uh, story. What do you think about AI news leaking, um, AI generated photos, people comparing AI news is wild. <laughs> bro,
0: people are weird, yo. I I really don't. Sometimes it takes me a lot to process how weird people really are. Like, yeah. somebody sat there and really did that. Like, did it. I just, that's just insane, bro. I don't really not have even, shit not about even
1: did it, but people believing it and people going with it, <laughs> people reposting it and stuff is it, crazy, like. Oh man, we're just in a different time where where I mean AI can really bro, if you're not if you what if you a CEO of a company or you something like that, and people are like, bro, you can just do anything like this. You can you can clone your voice and say anything. It's it's just wild. So in this time, there is there's is no answer. It's not like, oh, you gotta be careful or no. I can take any picture of you and put some put your body on it and make people believe a certain thing. So as much as we talk about, you know, this segment is normally positive or kind of like showing it, this is not that good, man, when it comes to, to AI being able to like feel dirty, you know what I'm saying, and, and change how people perceive you, especially on the internet. But, um, what you got?
0: Um, back on yo, do you have you ever had the, the your mom or your dad spill something around you when you were a kid so you wouldn't pick up on what they were talking about? <laughs> like,
1: do you have like who be doing that? Yeah, I think that's a I don't know who I don't know what comedian is joking this. He goes, Yeah, we need to go to uh, Tony Roberts. We need to go to the C A R and hit the weed. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that, that may be as worse as being in watching a sex scene and your parents close your eyes. <laughs>
0: The oh, the word man. out. The, no, we used to kill me though, because I used to try to like put the word together in my head. Because this is before we had like the iPads and the phones and stuff, where you could just type it and it just. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you could figure out what was going on, but or use a voice joint. But I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard that until recently. I heard somebody do it in the store, and I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, my mom and dad used to do that to me. She used to, yeah. she used to spell that shit out. That that reminded me of like the same thing, like teaching you about turning your lights off. And I was at uh, lunch with my aunt. And I had pulled up something like credit karma or something like that. And she was like, why you got all these apps open? You need to close the apps because the government <laughs> can go through your stuff. I'm like, bro, look, the government can find out anything they need to about me, regardless right. of what I got on my phone, bro. Right. Like all the
1: people just be thinking, I don't I don't be getting it, bro. Like But, but that's a, that's an old thing where it's like we really have gotten used to, bro, people can't go nowhere without a GPS. People like we've gotten used to having in the internet the government as a part of our like life and stuff like that. So I, I think that's an older way of thinking that like they think that Big Brother is watching or like... But we've gotten so used to it where it's like, hey, pe- people jerking off to AI generated news. It's like, we're, we're, we're all in. We're all in with it. So if they want to come through my phone or whatever, come through, man. It, it, it don't matter. But look, no, yeah. I, I want to talk about this too. Have you seen that story on TikTok um, called Who the Fuck Did I Marry? Have, have you seen that? Yes, bro. People are so invested. It's like 51 parts, right? First of all, last night my girl is sitting on the bed and she's watching. She's watching a lo- like she's it's a long form video. I'm like, wait a minute. So i sit in there and i listen to listening. It's probably like part five. I'm like, yo, turn this stuff off now. The reason why, not that it's not interesting or whatever. I'm not going to go into the details of the story. I don't care. It's more about yo, stop getting people's trauma from them. This lady is telling a story about how she met a how she met a guy and he was lying to her and he wasn't you know who he he appeared to be right but people are watching it and then download that information that she's saying. And then all the stuff that I've seen is, Oh, this, now I you know I'm looking at my man like this because I watched this story. I just, I, I don't like when you watch something and you be like, you know what? People do do this. And, and now you start to download this lady's trauma based on her own events about what she's doing. And now it's like, forget a life. I had to tell my girl, man, cut this off. Because now, you, now you're now you going to be looking at me or now It's just like, now the way that you look at everything is going to change because you saw this lady and now she's telling you, "Oh well, men do this, men do that i, I promise you I'm starting to think c d k that we are like it's a it's a it's it's by design like these men versus women arguments, all this stuff because it's like it does not help anything now, granted, this lady made a lot of money, she made like hundred thousand dollars off of the store somehow exactly somehow I don't know how it helped her more power to her, but for the people who like bro, get a life, man, and and stop, and stop, I understand we put things as entertainment, but stop, like, download, it's 55 parts, like, come on, man, you spent and what, over three hours, like, in her life, and oh, well, you, like, it's, it's like y'all gossiping over some a situation you don't even know, you know?
0: And she could be lying too, like, bro, but, so my girl did the same thing, she don't want to show me, like, I, I watched the, the, well, the, the summary of the thing, it was like three minutes long, but the fact that People are that invested into somebody. They have no idea who this person is, her background, her credibility on what this story is. You just believe in right. somebody offline. And like you said, the whole story is three hours. And people are that invested as if this is a movie
1: or something. <laughs>
0: this is somebody sitting there talking to the phone.
1: Right. And people don't realize that, like, when you when you buy into that, when you do that, like, it's only helping her. I like, hope we talked about last week with the uh, the Target guy, Right even whatever you say positive or negative it's only helping him you know it's only helping him grow his thing so this is only helping her and it's, and to me i just don't like the the, the aspect of now nah, i'm looking at my man like this because of this it's like come on now all right that's
0: she question that you read really- yeah yeah uh, okay so back on a lot of note this is my last topic too um mm-hmm. I was talking about innovation dance, right? And I was trying to find the era of where I felt like it really started. But I felt like it started with like the snap your fingers and then you mm-hmm. know throw it up, do whatever. Uh, uh, but my girl was talking about like how the whipping eight, the whipping na nay era was like the 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 leadership of this whole innovation dance. The eight count, do whatever, do whatever, hit this one last move. And I was like, nah, bro. I really feel like it was the two thousands with that with that lean with a rock with it, snap your fingers type thing. But yeah. it might have really, really, really picked up at the, the with the whip in because I low key the jerk, I mean you could nah. It was probably really with the whip in Nene era. But I feel mm-hmm. like dance has, has has gotten to a point where the TikToks are more so routines. And even right. the Crank that Soldier Boy, that was more so a routine. But mm-hmm. I feel like um where dances are as far as now, like, I don't think they last as long because they're not movements anymore. Like right. I, what happened to the movement era of dance? Is it the TikTok that, that kinda killed it? And everything? Like what, what's up yeah. with that?
1: Well, it's too much dance. Okay, so you remember like not remember, but like when we was young in the early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot of synchronized dances like that, right? Up until we get into that time. But then if you go back further in the 90s and 80s, they had the Kid and Play. They had a lot of dances. They had the wop. The, they had a lot of like dances, yeah. right? But it wasn't how it, it wasn't like instructional, like how it is. Like like songs made specific for them. Now granted, you had a lot of songs like um like do the Roger Rabbit and like those like, old, those, like, 80s type of dance, But around the 2000s is kind of where it ended. So when they picked back up, it was like, yo, this is great. I remember um, when I was a kid, the BET Awards, this is where Soulja Boy was popular, or, like, super, even more popular. Yeah. He uh, People were like, oh, you know, people were saying, like, he kind of invented this dance, and then they had Kid and Play come out. They had a lot of, like, older school dancing mm-hmm. guys come out to show, like, this, this, this you know, just didn't start in the, you know, mid to late 2000s. So I think TikTok Made it over, like, now everything's dancing. Now it's like, I want, we want to get past dancing. We want to just get something where it's like, it's just straight music. But I don't know. I, th- I think as time goes on, I- I'm excited to see the new thing, the new TikTok, uh, you know, media platform because I'm, and of course, you know, we're talking about the vision pro. It's going to have to be something more interactive. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be something more like that. But as time goes on, man, it's, it's, it's great to see how culture evolves with, with, with dance and stuff like that. But, Going, we all talk about club culture. Um, I don't think that it's utilizing the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, TikTok mm-hmm. dances are utilizing the club, yes. But, like, the whole dance, like, those are only very short times. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole fleshed out dance, I think, is is, is dying. But as time goes on, it, it'll be interesting to see. Nah, for sure. Um, we can get into uh, better days to come if you yeah, want to
0: move on. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into the better days to come. I just trying to find my right now.
1: I had okay. To- I you. Got- Um, Have you seen the video of the the couple who live in a storage unit? Yes. Okay. Bro, let people live their life. All right. I don't like, I don't, I'm starting to get to an age where I'm becoming less judgy and I'm going, Hey, whatever, whatever, whatever works for you, because there are things that people try to put on you that don't necessarily work for you. And so, so it's like the advice or the judgment that people give you only works for you and your ass. So stay over there with you. Him living in a storage unit, people of course saying, get a job. Why don't you have a job? Whatever, right? And that may sound like good advice for you, but obviously not to him. And his, the way he's living his life doesn't hurt you in any way. So why is, like, why is why are we so um, adamant on making people live the way that we want them to live or how we see it? Like, yeah. nah, man, you should be doing this because if you don't do this, 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 this. Like, all this is based on what you have gone through in your life, in your time span, and what you there are things that <laughs> there, are, there are ways and in, in avenues that you might not even know about or even can even fathom or even think of that I might be thinking of or he might be thinking of. You know what I'm saying? And going back to what we're talking about like the dude with the with the target and, and stuff like that, when you give them energy, even if it's negative energy, you're still helping them out. People are going to see him and maybe he get a U-Haul deal or maybe he get a store. I don't know. But something like that, like it helps them out. So let people... Let people's story unfold the way that it's supposed to. That's why I don't give people money all the time. Because um God may want to teach you something. <laughs> <Dad. God. laughs> well, you asking me for money, but you it's a lesson you need to learn. All right. So maybe, you know, let let people live out their story the way that they're supposed to, and not with the with the judgment of you need me doing this because that's the way I feel.
0: Nah, facts. I feel that. And Mine's is more so on a lot of t- just about personal development. Your ambition, oh. your your ambitious nature will help you make a name for yourself. Um, which I kind of like live on by my day-to-day basis. Uh I felt I kind of feel like, like you said, you're you're in control of your own destinies and your own uh manifestations, right? However you put things into the atmosphere is what you're gonna receive. I saw Jeremy, uh one of the guys that we work with at Hip Hop DX, post a story oh. about how he manifested getting to the Super Bowl. And he literally, like, up until the day of or the day before, he was working a red carpet that was hosted by uh, Fanatics, which is the company. Uh-huh. And the f- owner was the last person to walk on the carpet. And he said, "By any chance, would you have to ha- happen to have a last uh, a-, a ticket to the Super Bowl?" And he ended up giving him a thirteen thousand dollar ticket to go to the Super Bowl just because he oh, asked. Yeah. And he was he was been talking about how he even texted his brothers and his mom like weeks before that um, about how he was gonna go, but he didn't know how he was gonna get there. Uh, now, obviously, that's a story about, you know, saying Grace and just being in the right place at the right time. But also like being in the right rooms. And that all comes from being ambitious, jumping out there. I told y'all my story at the beginning of the podcast about how I got All Star Weekend. But yeah, man. Like let, let your name speak for itself and, and roll with you. But I, I agree with both. Um better days to come today. Definitely,
1: definitely. Um C D K got that from a fortune cookie. I did. Uh, just, just- <laughs> Via Change. <laughs> then I got there for it. Just in case you didn't you didn't realize that and shout out to Jeremy too, great guy. Um, you know what I'm saying? That that's a great story, man. Like, um and, and you know what it is too about the about the Jeremy thing is like staying true to what you thought. Like he didn't have to ask that question. He could've he could have saw the guy and just been like, cause that sounds crazy to ask or crazy, mm-hmm. but if you if you stay in that like, you know, the idea of what you want and then you continue to to go past it, to, to go towards it, stuff like that happens. So definitely guys, we appreciate you for listening to this week's episode. Um, follow the pod at CDK Horatio on all social media. Next week we're gonna be live on TikTok. Um with like during the pod so that you know you can get it before everybody else gets it on live. Um and yeah, follow me on all social media at Horatio Radio.
0: Follow me at CDK on the mic. And yep, next week, TikTok. How at us. Yes, sir. Have a great week.